0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Just one basic, um, one line of scripture out of John 3 and 30. If I was going to orchestrate this service this morning and do everything that's been done, um, I couldn't have got it done. Um, and I mind you that I have not talked to anybody about what I'm going to preach this morning. Um, but the things that Matt said in the opening and, and, and Brother Dave said in, in exhortation um, ties right in. Uh, with the direction that the Holy Ghost has led me in this morning. And it's confirmation uh, that, that, that I've heard from the Lord for this service today. Amen. Help me know that we need the word of the Lord for our lives. Come on. We need a word of God. We need we need somebody to preach us the word. Second Kings 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditors come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? He asked her a question. What do you want me to do about it? Right? Right? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Somebody say, empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full. That she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. Amen. John 3 and thirty. so those of you who didn't bring your Bibles to church can read it off the screen. You're welcome. Amen. Becca gets mad at me when I say stuff like that. She's like, that's not necessary. At least they came to church. Amen. He must increase. Somebody say, he must increase. But I must decrease. When he says he, who's he talking about? John the Baptist making a statement. In order for Jesus to fulfill his ministry, John realized, he must increase. But I must decrease. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. The blessing of emptiness. The blessing of emptiness. Amen. I wonder if we could lay our Bibles down this morning. One more time, just reach for heaven right now. Reach your hands up and just begin to pray. Lift your voice unto the Lord today. God, we need you today. Come on. Speak to the Lord today. Ask him to, 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 To touch you today. To speak to you, Lord. Utter your voice, God. I need your voice in my life, God. I need you to speak to my situation, Lord. God, I'm here for you, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that your anointing would flow in this house. That you would anoint our eyes to see. Our ears to hear. And our hearts to be understanding of your word, God. Lord, I pray that you would anoint me, God, to speak in the Holy Ghost those things that you have purposed for this service. And we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The blessing of emptiness. Em- what is emptiness when something is empty? Sometimes these words are so simple, uh, but yet when you begin to dig into the the meaning of the words and uh, and the the different words that they are connected to, it can lead you. Uh, down a path that you did not foresee. Somebody say amen. Emptiness means containing nothing. It means uh, having no purpose or useless. Something may be purposed to hold something, but if it's empty, it's useless. Come on. It can be created to... To to hold liquid or uh, solid, or it could be made to, uh, to pour out of. But if it's empty, it's rendered useless. Somebody say amen. Another word for empty, if you look up the word empty in the dictionary, you'll stumble upon a synonym of empty, which is the very first one listed, and that is hungry. Empty and hungry go hand in hand. We all know what hunger is. Over the last three weeks, we have been on a no sugar fast. And there's no hunger like the hunger that you have when you're not putting carbohydrates in your system. You never get full. And so there is a perpetual eating that takes place. And those of you who don't have a teenage son don't really understand the, the effects of, of not reaching a full limit. Come on. Amen. Because regardless of whether or not we can get full, my bank account's limited. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. And the words eating me out of a house and home uh, ring true today. Hunger. Is a feeling of an uneasy or painful sensation from the lack of food. Or the lack of fulfillment. Okay? there's 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 pains that go with being hungry. Amen. When you're hungry, your body tells you that you're hungry. Amen. You are wired to have feelings of hunger so that you don't starve to death. Man, it is, a, it is a defense mechanism against starvation that God has put in us that when we're lacking the nutrients that we need, there's a hunger that's set forth in us that nothing else will satisfy. Amen. And, and Sister Debbie, you know as well as I do, when that, uh, when that big Zach comes in the house and he hasn't eaten for 8 or 10 hours and he's been at work, he's going to be tearing some stuff up. Come on, anything and everything I can get. Mom, where's that leftover pot roast? Mom, where's those mashed potatoes? Mom, I thought there were some popsicles in here. Right? Come on, I thought there was some ice cream in here. Where's the? Where's, where's that ice cream? Because there's a, there's a mechanism on the inside of us that God put there that will not allow us to starve to death. Amen. We get a hunger on the inside which is a strong motivation to satisfy that part that's lacking. Amen. When you're hungry on the inside there is a motivation that's set forth in you that nothing else can satisfy. And just like everything else the Bible tells us uh, that those things which are seen, come on, they are put there to help us to understand the things that are not seen. Amen. There is a spiritual side of us that when it's hungry, come on, there's a strong motivation to get that filled. Somebody say amen. 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 Emptiness on the inside. Uh, we don't like to feel empty. Amen. We don't like the emptiness can, can, can surface a lot of times as loneliness. Come on. As, as uselessness, as hopelessness. Amen. When emptiness settles upon your spirit, you feel like there's no purpose for your existence. Come on. You feel like that, 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 why, why am I here? Start asking questions like, why am I here? Or what am I doing with my life? Uh, I, I look in the mirror and I don't see what I want to see. And I, that, there's nothing uh, of purpose in my life and you begin to feel useless and hopeless amen that is a mechanism in your system that you are deficient against a deficient of the presence and the word of god in your life anytime you begin to feel empty you need the voice of the lord anytime you need to you start to feel empty you need to kneel down and begin to call on lord the lord too many times when we start feeling empty we start reaching for telling. Television, entertainment, ball games, Facebook, Instagram, come on, Twitter. We start reaching for things that will satisfy our lack of communion with God. But I want to tell you today, that emptiness on the inside, it won't be satisfied with anything of this world. And the only thing that can satisfy is the presence and the Spirit of God. Amen. I've been there. Amen. Lonely. Amen. The first thing I do is pick up the phone and start looking through my contacts. Amen. Who can I call? come on who can I call who can I call to take my mind off of what I'm feeling who can I call what can I do come on that's why people reach for drugs and alcohol it's not it's not the drugs and the alcohol are not the problem it's the symptom of emptiness that we're trying to cover up because there's pleasure in sin for a season and the pleasure what the pleasure fulfills the hunger for a moment but when it wears off that hunger is even more advanced and even more magnified than it was before that's why it takes more and more and more to satisfy but I want to tell you today just one touch from the master's hand just one word from his mouth can satisfy that longing for a lifetime amen, amen. what's the opposite of hunger Full. amen Full is means containing as much as possible. Having no space for more. Have you ever been there? Where you ate yourself into oblivion? Come on. <laughs> no lack, right? I'm full. Somebody say, I'm full. Along with full comes satisfied. Having no need. Come on, somebody. What's the first thing that you want to do after you eat that big Thanksgiving dinner? Your belly's full. You become really comfortable. Come on. You loosen your belt, man. I got to make a little bit of Room here. You prop your feet up. Come on. You move from a sitting position. You know what I'm talking about. To a laying position. Amen. You're like. When I come home from work. We'll sit, I'll sit on the couch with the kids and we'll be talking or doing whatever we're doing for that evening. And the moment that I go from sitting to reclining, my kids are like, oh, it's over for dad. You know, it's, you got your belly full and... And you, and you changed your position from sitting or standing to laying down, it's pretty easy to know what what's on your mind, come on, and what you're feeling in your spirit. Because when you get full, you get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, you fall asleep. Amen. Anytime that we get full or comfortable, we fall asleep. Amen. It's natural for our bodies when we get full and satisfied. All of a sudden the cares go out the window. The motivation goes out the window. The the thing that was driving us goes out the window and we prop our feet up and lean back like we don't have a care in the world. And we we become oblivious, unaware and numb to everything that's around us because we're comfortable on the inside. Even greater than feeling hunger and feeling empty is feeling full. Amen. A greater, a a greater enemy to mankind is not emptiness and it's not hunger. It's being full. I come to preach to this church this morning. If you're full, you're asleep. And if you're asleep, you're unaware of your surroundings. And if you're unaware, you're not ready for that next step. Amen. Too many times we sit back and we fall asleep and we're unaware of the struggles around us. We're unaware of what's going on in our community. We're unaware of what's going on right under our noses in the church. We're unaware of what's going on in our kids' lives because we're too caught up with our own to worry about somebody else. But I come to preach this morning to shake us out of complacency and get a hunger for God. Amen. We need to get hungry for the Lord. Amen. Amen. We need to be woken up. Come on. We need somebody to rattle our cage. We need to be stirred out of our comfort zones and get pushed on to what God has next for our lives. God's not done with us. And I want to tell you, everything He's put into you is not all that He has for you. There is more. Somebody say there's more. Amen. I want more hey man when the when the mother eagle gets ready to to send her little babies out on their own she begins to tear things out of the nest she starts you know that that nest is made to be comfortable for a period of time but if they stay in that comfort zone for a, a long period of time they will Pass up their ability to fly. Amen. Because they have to build up the strength to be able to fly and to navigate and to live on their own and reach the heights and do what they were created to do. Come on, somebody. And so in order for the mother to get the baby out of the nest, they make it uncomfortable. First thing they do is they tear out the stuffing. Amen. You ever tried to lay down on thorns? Come on. You try to, uh, every place that that baby sits, they're like, man, this is terrible. How am I supposed to sleep in this? What's mom thinking? Hey, man, come on. I thought she's supposed to take care of me. Come on. I thought she I thought she's supposed to take care of me and soothe my pain and she's adding pain to my life. Come on. What she's doing is adding some motivation. Come on. She's trying to motivate them to get out of that nest because there's a greater life beyond the nest. Come on. There's a greater life that they can, than they could ever imagine, that's beyond the nest. But they got to get past the comfort of the nest. Come on. There are people under the sound of my voice. There are ministries that haven't cultivated and haven't incubated yet and been fruitful because we're sitting in the nest of comfort. It's time to get hungry and to get motivated for the next step of what God has for my life. There's more. Amen. You know, the reason our country's in bad shape is because pe- things that are meant to be temporary, people turn into permanent. Disability is supposed to be temporary. Now, I understand permanent disability if you've been in an accident, uh, what have you. They, uh, you can't work. I understand that. That happens. Amen. Uh, The doctor asked me, you could probably get 100% disability. I said, why? He's like, well, you only got about 50% use use of your leg. I said, no, man, as long as I can walk, I'm going to work. Because that's what God made me to do. The, sometimes we use the pains that come to us as an excuse, come on, to lay down and do nothing. But I want to tell you, that, 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 that disability was meant to be temporary so that you could, get, you could get your feet on the ground. So that you can build your strength and then get out of the nest and flourish that God had purposed for you to flourish. Come on. Amen. I've been out of a job. I know what it is to be unemployed. Hey man, I've had to take unemployment before. I know what it is to be out of a job. Thank God for unemployment. It got me through a small period of time. But there was a moment when I laid down that unemployment check uh, and I picked up my hammer and my work belt, come on, and my work boots, uh, and I got out of the house uh, and I started stirring up uh, what God made me to do. Come on. Come on, we need to shake ourselves free. We need to get out of the nest. We need to understand that sometimes the pains that we're feeling is not sent there to destroy you, but sent there to motivate you. Come on, to motivate you for more. Somebody say amen. Some of us need some motivation. Amen. God knows how to motivate. Amen. You don't care for that wife of yours? Amen. Maybe he should show you what it means to be without her for a little bit. Come on. You don't appreciate your husband? Maybe, maybe God should show you what it would be like for you to be without him. Come on. Maybe he should give us a taste of that which we don't appreciate and that which we're not thankful for. Come on. How many knows? We need God to stir us up and shake us sometimes. Amen. 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 Everybody okay? Amen. Pain is not always sent to hurt us, but sometimes sent to help us, to give us a desire for a remedy. Amen. To give us a desire for something that we don't have. That God wants us to have come on because we don't really know in and of ourselves without struggle what we need amen because struggle is what God uses to show us what we're lacking amen but too many times we're so caught up in comfort we want to cover up the feeling of struggle with anything we can but struggle is what stirs up motivation Come on, it's what stirs up a a will to succeed. Come on, it's what stirs up a fight on the inside of us to remedy the problem. Come on, we need some struggle in our world. I don't want somebody to rock me to sleep with some sermon that's going to put me to sleep for my life and tell me everything's good when it's not. I think we need shaking. We need God to pick us up and give us a good shaking and say, wake up and look around. Come on, get out. Get out of that nest. (laughs) Whoo. Amen. This woman, she came to the prophet. She was in a predicament that she had no way out of. Her husband had passed away and left her with considerable amount of debt that she could not pay. She was experiencing emptiness in that area of her life. It was her emptiness. Hear me this morning. All that was just the introduction. Now let's get to the meat. Her emptiness that brought her to the prophet. It was it, it was her it was her emptiness, let me say that again. That brought her to the prophet. It was her emptiness. That caused her to call on the Lord. I am deficient. Lord, I need you. Right? I I lack. Lord, I need you. Come on. I I have emptiness in my life. And it requires something beyond my control or my power to fix it. Now, all of a sudden, there's room in my life for God. Now all of a sudden there's room in my life for prayer. Now all of a sudden there's room in my life for church. Come on! Now all of a sudden there's room in my life for the word from the man of God. Come on! Now all of a sudden uh, uh, I got a desire to fulfill the call of God in my life. If my life would have ran like a, war, a well-oiled machine, I would have had no need for the Lord in my life. But it was the emptiness. It was the brokenness. It was the it was the loneliness. Come on! It was that which I didn't have. That I. I didn't know I needed, that pushed me to God, that gave me a desire for more of Him. Amen. It was the emptiness. If my life would have just flourished with prosperity and blessing. Amen. My life has been filled with different seasons. Got it in my notes right here if you want to read it. Matt talked about the seasons of life this morning. My life has been filled with different seasons. There's been seasons where I have prospered and I have been blessed and I have had everything and everything just went right. And everything, everything just went the way that you wanted it to go? Come on. And, and, and it seemed like that you were just living in favor and you're the blessed of the Lord. And Yeah, it's easy to, to be happy when everything's going right, right? When there's, when, there's, when there's no struggle and when everything's just laid out for you. Amen. But I've also had seasons where things kind of just fell apart. And no matter what I tried to do to hold it together, I didn't have the power to. I, I tried with all of my might to keep it together. Come on. I tried to hold it back. What was happening? I tried to stand in the way of a a barren season in my life. But the harder I worked, the more I wore myself out, the more frustrated I became. Because regardless of what I did, I could not stop it or keep it from happening. Why? Because when God puts things in order, he does it right. Come on. When he has something more for your life, uh, he's going to pull you out of where you're at so he can take you where you need to go. Come on. And he does that through emptiness. And I have noticed, come on, am I preaching to anybody this morning? I have noticed in my life that the seasons where everything went wrong, the seasons where everything fell apart, the seasons where I didn't have two nickels to rub together, come on, the seasons where everything seemed like it was in chaos, that was as close as I ever been to the Lord. I was on my knees more. I was fasting more. I was reading my Bible more. I was more healthy spiritually than I've ever been. Why? Because emptiness will cause hunger and hunger will cause motivation every regardless of whether it's uncomfortable or not, sometimes that's what the doctor ordered. Somebody say, man, I'm preaching hard. I'm screaming my guts out. I hope you're getting it. Are you getting it? Amen. Think about it. What seasons have you been closer to the God, to God? She said, he said to her, what do you want me to do? What do you have in the house? Because regardless of how bad it seems, it's never as bad as it seems. Regardless of whether you think you have nothing to be thankful for. Just take some inventory. Amen. He said, what do you have in the house? All right. Uh, No no, doubt she took a moment. She's like, well, I don't have any jewelry. I don't have anything uh, that, that I can sell. The only thing I have is a pot of oil. Let me say a pot of oil. This is all I have. Let me say, this is all I have. The oil in the Bible is representative of the Holy Ghost. or The anointing. Amen. When he talks about pouring out his spirit. Come on. How many know you can't pour out something that's not liquid? You pour out. The anointing, he pours out the oil of the anointing. How many know it was the anointing oil that the priests were anointed with in the Old Testament? All the vessels of the tabernacle were were anointed with the anointing oil that were made from the perfect recipe that God gave them to make it from. Amen. How many know it was the anointing oil that that they filled the lamps with in the tabernacles? The anointing oil that they burnt as incense? Come on. How many know that it's the anointing of Jesus Christ that we feel when we talk about feeling the presence of the Lord and we we feel that tingling on our head and it goes down our spine. And there's such a sweet, sweet aroma that fills the room. Amen. And all of a sudden our problems go away and we begin to focus upon the Lord. That's the anointing. Come on. That is the spirit of the living God. Amen. And, 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 and and so anytime the Bible talks about the oil, it's talking about something very precious. Come on. It's talking about something that you can't buy from the local grocery store that you can't get from, from, from the pub downtown. Come on that. You can't get from that closest drug house that used to go to get that feeling. Amen. When it talks about the anointing oil, it's talking about the spirit of the living God being poured out into mankind. And I want to tell you today, if you take a drink of that living water, you will never thirst again. It has the capability of filling all emptiness. Amen. All I got is just this little pot of oil. said, Okay, here's what you need to do you ready for this? This is a word from the Lord. This is what you need to do. Go get some vessels. What kind of vessels? What kind of vessels did he say? What was his specification? Empty. Go get some empty vessels. All right. Pour what you have into the empty vessels. Pour what you have of the oil into the empty vessels. Basically, what he was telling her was you need to create some more space. Amen? Because what you're lacking is space for me. Come on. You need to create some space. You need to create some emptiness. Come on. You need to create some space for me to fill. Because everything we have is already full. Amen. It's so full, it's, it's spilling out. Every vessel we have is already full. Come on. Every vessel we have. But God made a specific instruction that when you get the vessel, make sure it's empty. Amen. Because God works in emptiness. Come on. God fills emptiness. God fills empty space. If something's already full with something else, he's not going to pour his anointing oil in and mix it with what you already have. What he's saying is, take what you have and get rid of it and bring me an empty vessel. So they went to the houses and they begin to get vessels and they say, "Is there anything in that?" "Oh yeah, there's some there's some pot roast in that. Get rid of that because God's got something else. Come on, there's there's another vessel and it's filled with depression and anxiety. But I got to get rid of that because God's got some oil. Come on, there's a, here's another here's another vessel, but it's filled with drug addiction and pain and suffering. But I got to empty that out so God can put what He has in me. Is it? Come on. We need to empty out. Come on. We need to create some emptiness for what God has for our lives. Amen. we got all these vessels sitting around. There's so many things in our lives that God can change and that God wants to pour into, but it's already full. Come on. We need to come to this altar, pick up some vessels, dump them out, and say, God, fill this empty vessel. Lift your hands to the Lord and ask Him to fill you this morning. hallelujah. Hallelujah! What we want is we want God to use what we already have. This vessel's taken already. God to use what we already have. But the reason he said empty is because God wants to multiply. I want you to hear me. This came straight from the throne this morning in prayer. What he wants to multiply are the things that are valuable. Come on. Because the only thing, she had a lot of stuff in her house, but the only thing that she had of real value was the oil. The only thing that she had that could meet the need in her life was the oil. Come on. The, the things of true value are the things that God will multiply in your life. He's not going to multiply what you already have. Come on. He's not going to multiply the what your, your way of thinking. Come on. He's not going to multiply what we already have our vessels filled with. Well, I don't have enough uh, pleasure. I don't have enough uh, rest. I don't have enough uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't have enough pairs of shoes. Come on, I don't have a nice enough truck. I don't have this and that that we have our vessels full with. But God wants to put things in us that is truly valuable. Come on, He wants to fill our lives with true value. Come on, and the re- I want you to hear me this morning. The reason that we don't feel valuable is because we lack true value. There are not things in our life that are truly valuable. You start filling your life with things that are truly valuable. Now, all of a sudden, you become valuable. Come on, you start filling your life with things that are eternal and things that are valuable and things that that were spoken of you before that you were even created from the foundation of the world. Amen. You start filling your life with things of God, the blessings of the Lord. Come on, you begin to understand what life truly is about and what true purpose is and what true value really means. Man, the reason some of us are depressive, we're in depression, and we feel hopeless, and we feel empty, and we don't feel valuable, and no matter what we get, we can't feel fulfilled And no matter what we try to add to, we still don't feel fulfilled. Come on. It's because those things that you're adding don't have true value. Amen. We need to dump out that stuff that's a waste of space. That's a waste of our hearts. A waste of our minds. And begin to let God fill us with things that are truly valuable. And when we start getting the word of God in our lives. And the oil of the anointing being poured out in our hearts. All of a sudden, we will begin to seethe with purpose. And seethe with faith. Come on. How many how many want more faith in your world? Yes. Clap your hands to the Lord, He's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need what's really valuable. But the Bible tells me we I don't know how many times I've had people come and say, I just I just feel hopeless. I just feel like taking my own life i just I just feel like ending it all because uh, there's no uh, there's no purpose for it amen uh, there, there's there's no reason for it amen feeling empty feeling useless amen the reason that we feel that way is because we are void of that which is truly valuable amen what the prophet was telling her create some space for that which is valuable you know nobody is uh, hopeless. Do you you realize that? There is a a feeling of hopelessness. And people are plagued with that. A lot of times that's a call of God. But nobody is really hopeless. Because the Bible tells me that to every man is dealt You ever play cards? All right. All right. Go ahead. Nod. Everybody's like, I admit to that. (laughs) I don't know. It's just your faces. I don't know what. Act like we never played cards before. Just because you're playing cards don't mean you're playing poker, betting the house, all in. <laughs> what have you been dealt? You have been dealt some bad things. You have. There's some of us that have been dealt a pretty bad hand. Amen. You've been dealt some uh, some bad luck. Maybe some some uh, some abuse. You've been dealt some some failure. You know, you've been dealt uh, uh, negativism and, and you've been raised in an environment where nothing good could ever happen. Amen. You've been dealt a lot of bad things. You've been, you, 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 were raised in a low poverty home. Maybe, maybe you never had anything. You've been. There's a lot of things you've been dealt. Amen. But I want to tell you that measure of faith that you've been dealt is big enough to overcome any deficiency that has been placed or you've been dealt in your life. Come on. I don't care how how depleted it looks. As long as you got a little bit of faith in God, He can take that. Come on, and He'll say, "Give me that part of your life." Come on, empty that out and see what I can do. Do. empty that out and see what I can do. Come on. Empty that out and see what I can do because God's into filling empty space. Somebody say amen. There's no limit. There is no limit. The only limit in this story was the limited amount of space. The oil ran out when there was no more emptiness. Right? The oil stopped flowing when there was no place for it to go. Amen. Can I preach it any plainer? Amen. Sometimes the the presence of the Lord that we're lacking or the wisdom that we're lacking is, is, is not because that we're not smart. Amen. It's because we haven't made space for it. Amen. The things that we're lacking in our lives is not because it's not available. It's because we haven't made space for it. Come on. When when you when you value what you're about to get, you make space for it. Amen. In order for God to do what you've been asking Him to do, you need to make some space for what He, he wants to do in your life. You need to create a void. Come on. You need to create time. You need to create opportunity for God to do what you've been asking Him to do. Don't don't sit there at the dinner table with a belly full and kick back and go to sleep and say, God's not working in my life. Why don't you lay down the dinner plate? Come on, lay down the coffee, lay down the entertainment, lay down everything that's taking up your time and using up your heart and watch what God does. Because he's a God that fills empty space. Amen. Emptiness is not a curse. It's a blessing. Somebody say emptiness is a blessing. The only limit is the limit that she put on God by the amount of vessels that she gathered. If there would have been more space, there would have been more oil. Somebody say more space. More oil, more emptiness requires more oil, the more empty, the more oil come on in order for God to increase. That's a concept that will never change. It's not going to change. If we're satisfied with where we are in God, if we're satisfied with what we have, come on, if we're satisfied and we sit back and we're comfortable, uh, uh, God will just let us lay there and sleep if we want to sleep. Amen. He, he'll, he'll just, he'll just let us be if we want to be left be. Come on. But if there's anybody in the house that wants more, I want to tell you how to get it. There's got to be space for it. Come on. you got to create an opportunity, space for God to work. Amen. Space for God to feel space for God to do the the miraculous in our lives somebody say amen he's done a lot already but there's more somebody say there's more why don't we lift our hands to the lord right now and just begin to call on him god we love you today lord we're thankful jesus today Mm. i pray lord that you would fill it god Lord, whatever's empty and brought to you, I pray that you would fill it, Lord. It's your word, not mine, God. I pray that you would move upon every heart, every life today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Mm. Stand with me all around the building. God's wanting to do something right now. You know, I've noticed that God will never speak to me when my mind is busy and occupied. Even if I go to Him and I pray, even if I I do pray and my mind is busy and my focus is not totally upon Him, I can't hear His voice. There's been times where I was like, "Lord, where are you at? Uh, I don't hear your voice, I can't hear your voice. And he don't speak, and he don't move, but the moment that I would fall asleep and my mind starts to rest, the Lord will wake me up speaking to me.. And like, oh. You know why? because my mind. In the United States of America, we pride ourselves with being full. We do. We pride ourselves with being. That's how we show our success. How full we are. We got everything right we got multiple cars we got nice houses we got food on the shelf we, we got the nicest clothes you know the shoes the newest fad we're in the store buying it putting it on our feet because that's how we show our success or who we are it's not how it works in the kingdom he said seek ye first kingdom of God and His righteousness and all those things, those things will be added because they are an addition to who we are in God they are not the source somebody say amen that God wants to take us somewhere that we have never been He wants to do things in our lives that he has never done. There's more. Amen. There's more to our ministries than what we've seen thus far. But I can feel it from the throne this morning that God is saying, I got to increase and you got to decrease. Because what you're looking for is not going to come the way things are as they are right now. There has to be a reordering of some priority. Come on. There's got to be an understanding that that God does not want to make us so full that we're not hungry for even Him. And if the blessings that He's given us get in the way of us being hungry for God, He'll take it away. I think COVID was just a warning. Come on, of how quickly things can change. But how, how, how long has it taken us to, to slip right back to sleep? Come on, hey amen. This is real. There's more. Somebody say, there's more. There are miracles. There are signs and wonders. Come on. There are anointings that God has not even poured out yet. He's waiting for us to make room. Come on. There are messages that haven't come forth yet from this pulpit that I believe are going to be life-changing and worldwide, but we haven't made room. There are missionaries that are going to flood through this place, but we have not made room. I believe missionaries from around the world, from the deepest, darkest countries in this world, there are missionaries that God is going to anoint. But we have to make room for what God wants to do. How many is ready to make room? Mindy, I wouldn't embarrass you for anything in the world. I love you. You know that. You haven't even scratched the surface on what God wants to do in your life. There's more. There is there's more. There's an anointing that's going to destroy yokes of addiction. It's on you. Do you believe that? Lift your hands right now. Come on. It's going to take a level of consecration that you've never had before. It's going to take you somewhere that you've never been. You've got to be willing to lay down anything that God reaches for. You've got to give it to Him because His reason of reaching for it is to fill it with something that He has. Do you believe that? In the name of Jesus, saturate her spirit, God. Mm. let that anointing flow Lord in the name of Jesus come on reach your hands and pray right now church come on don't, don't be a spectator reach for the Lord right now God I want more of you There's more. There's more. If you want more, why don't you run down to this altar and cry unto the Lord. If you want more of what God has, come on. Lay your heart on the altar today and say, God, I'm nothing without you. I'm emptying myself out of my desires, of my will, of my entertainment, of what I want, God. And I'm reaching for what you want. Come on, the next level of this church is going to be what we're willing to let go of. What we're willing to empty out so that God can fill it with what he has. Come on, flood disorder. Come on. If there's something you want to dump in that trash can, go ahead and dump it in there. If there's something you want to let go of, let it go. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Lord, I want more. I want more of you in my home. I want more of you in my children. I want more of you in my life, in my prayer life, in my ministry, God. I want more of you. I'm going to empty myself out so that you can be God in me and through me and for me. Every empty vessel Lord go ahead and dump it on the altar God can take it thanks again for listening to the anchor church of Cambridge podcast if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons if you are in the Cambridge area we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m again thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon